from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio at the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women, proudly presented by NEMA and Sourced. Hello again, friends, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierch Marmalejo, and today I am joined in studio by Lisa Schultz. She is the chief party officer and owner of Cheers Tailgate Company. As you guys know, this series is uh, one that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact in our community, and I am excited to share the journey of my friend Lisa here with you, our listeners, today. So welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you, Amanda. It's fantastic to be here. I'm very excited. I'm so glad. Now, you're a returning friend of the studio as you have been featured on Gwinnett Business Radio in the past, but yes. this is your first time in our new studio. I know. It's beautiful in here. I'm so excited for you guys. Nice digs. Well, we did have the ribbon cutting yesterday, so I think technically you are the first guest since we <gasps> officially... Oh, we should have been holding balloons. The ribbon. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I did um, illegally bring those into the convention center. <laughs> so we'll just keep that hush hush. You're a rebel. Um, Lisa, you are someone whom I've admired for quite a while. Your tenacity and your ability to kind of ebb and flow and what do they call it? Grow where you are planted. So share with our listeners as your, um, your company is one that is budding and growing a little bit about what Cheers Tailgate Company does. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So Choose Tailgate Company is an upscale tailgate style event uh, experience, I like to call it, because that's what we provide our clients. So we have everything that you need for uh, an upscale tailgate style event. Uh, we have everything from a custom mobile bar that we actually built and outfitted ourselves. Um, and we have furniture and linens and decor and tents, TVs, um, AV, um, gosh, just about everything, just about everything you would need. So you focus on, um, just to kind of identify what sets you apart from anybody that might've experienced some sort of mo mobile, um, beverage service. Uh, what you guys do is you work directly with the clients to kind of bring the experience to life and you tailor that to their vision or their specific needs. Correct? Yes, absolutely. We can do just about any type of event. So a lot of our events, um, are corporate events. So that's just kind of the, the way that it's been um, and what we enjoy. And that's really where my experience lies. I've been in event planning, corporate event planning for the most part for uh, just about 13 years. So I have, um, it's really nice to be able to have that experience um, to bring into this particular business because there's so many different moving parts to an event that our clients, it really helps our clients to have someone that really knows the ins and outs and doesn't just bring, you know, the product uh, to them. We really bring the entire service and the entire experience and, and um, our years of experience to them. I love it because I'm an avid follower of you guys on social media and I love the photos that you post. I've never seen anything in person, but I've heard great things from those who've experienced your um your party yeah. at maybe a golf tournament yes. or share with our listeners to kind of put a visual on it, what you do for something like that, or maybe one of your corporate events. Cause sure. I've seen plants, I've seen Adirondacks, I've seen large screen TVs kind of unpack that for us. Yeah, sure. So like you said, we custom tailor our events to, um, our particular client and what type of event they're hosting. So we've done, like I said, corporate events, golf outings, client appreciation events, employee appreciation events, um, grand openings, 
And uh, we also do some private social events as well. Um, you know, birthday parties we've done, graduation parties, which graduation events are coming up. So we're trying to push that now. But um, so really, like I said, it depends on what type of event we're hosting. So let's say, um, you know, we're doing a corporate event and we're doing an, an appreciation party. It will depend on where we're at, you know, what type of um, furniture we can bring, what type of setup, what, you know, what our client's vision is. Mm -hmm. So we do have different styles of furniture that will fit different clients and different decor. I love to do the custom decor. We have all different colors, different themes. Um, and if we don't have it, then... We typically usually just buy it because mm -hmm. I will use it at Again, some point. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, we also really have a good time with our beverage service uh, and our mobile bar, which is really kind of the draw, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of our anchor. Um, and then we build around that. Um, so we have a lot of fun curating our custom beverage menus. I do a lot of custom cocktails um, or drinks or whatever. Mm -hmm. We do also do mocktails if it's not alcoholic, uh, you know, at that particular venue or, you know, it just, that's what our client prefers. Um, we have a really good time with that as well. So um, I love to do that. Mm -hmm. I love to, to create something that really represents our client and, um, you know, creates a great impression on their guests. An unforgettable experience. Yes. Tell me about the drink with the bubble, because I saw so many <laughs> videos on it of people. I guess you did a tournament last year, yes. and you served a particular drink that had this, like, really cool, I can only describe it as a bubble on top, because that's all I could see, but yeah, share a little bit more about yeah, that, because so, it's so cute. That is something that I had to kind of talk my husband into letting me buy, <laughs> because I had seen it. I, I don't like to do the same thing mm -hmm. um, that anyone else does, like, I want to be us. I want to have something new. I want to have something that people have not seen before. So that's really, <clears throat> excuse me, that's really where um, this whole idea has come into play, this whole experience that we've created. I don't, you know, we, no one else does that. Um, and so including the the smoke bubble. So it's it's a machine that that does that. And, and maybe now you've seen it probably at Disney. I think there's cruise lines that have it. Um, there were very few places that had it when I first bought it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it takes some, some finagling to figure out how to, how to use it and how to get it to work, but it's fantastic. So, um, I have a lot of fun with that and creating themes and custom cocktails too. So we did a golf outing, um, last year and, and I like to, um, you know, like I said, try to play off our clients. So this was really just for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, so the drink that I did was called the Snoop. Ooh. And it was basically gin and juice, <laughs> literally. And we put the smoke bubble on top, of course, right? Because that makes the sense. Dog. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So, so people love to. Um, I always, you know, present it, you know, with the full smoke bubble on mm -hmm. top, and I let um, our guest who's up at the bar um, getting that drink. I let them pop it, yeah. and they just. And it's so funny, you know, they just absolutely love it, and the guys just go nuts for yeah. it, which I think is so um, hilarious, but. Um, yeah, so we we really enjoy uh, doing that and creating and creating those things and and bringing that little bit of extra. Extra, I like it. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your innovation. Thank you. You're welcome. I have one quick question, and then we'll move on to the other facets of your yeah. life. Just because I'm I'm a logistics person, like, do you have a storage unit to keep all this like different, um, you know, all the different themed items? I mean, you can only imagine how many chairs or you know setups yes. that you have per se. Yes. So I like to make things difficult, and I always get like. I want like the fancy furniture and I want, you know, I want everything to be like, you're not going to find anything plastic. I want everything to be, it's all upscale. Mm -hmm. It's all, you know, heavy and a pain to move around <laughs> and store and all of those things. But that's what I want 
to put out there mm-hmm. for our clients, and that's what I want to offer our clients: our top of the line, you know, clean and 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 really nice furniture. Mm-hmm. So yes, we do have um, storage space and <laughs> and all of that. Um, and as we grow, you know, that will grow, and um, you know, it's it's coming. I can imagine. Share with us a little bit about your uh, handiwork, because I did uh, see you, young lady, yes, uh, as the mastermind and as the carpenter behind, I'd yes. say, the majority of the build of your, are we calling it a, uh, I don't know, I don't want to use the T word, is it a trailer? It is basically yeah. a trailer, okay. yeah. Um, so it's kind of funny, we, we did all this in the midst of the pandemic, right, where um, I had left my corporate eight to five and I was like, you know what, I want to do my own thing and I want to come up with something. And, and when we started, we were just the mobile bar. We mm-hmm. actually had a different name when we first started. Um, so it took us, you know, it was a lot of labor of love and a lot of time and, and all of that to, to create everything and build everything and put it together. And, and eventually it evolved. I was like, you know what, I really just want to do an experience instead mm-hmm. of just the bar. So then we started adding more things on, which meant I needed to, to change things up a little bit. So as far as the trailer goes, you know, sourcing that was really difficult um, during that time because mm-hmm. you couldn't find anything anywhere. Um, Everyone's living in them now. Right. During the pandemic, them, yeah. yeah. Everyone was, was, for some reason, buying trailers, I guess, uh, during the pandemic. So we ended up having to go to, like, far south Georgia um, to pick this trailer up and, and bring it back and... I did. Um, it's kind of funny to go back and look at, I have like sketch pads, um, mm-hmm. these different designs. Like I would be awake at night and just drawing, drawing. Yeah. just drawing. Like this is how I want this to work. So we really kind of had to work with what the trailer that we could find. It maybe wasn't necessarily what I had planned on um, outfitting. You know, there it just didn't, you know, work the way that I want it to work. So we had to just build around that. Um, so that's, you know, it's really kind of a blessing in disguise uh-huh. because you don't see that anywhere. Um, you know, we custom built stairs yes. and, um, I had to, I, it's just really fun to go back and see all the different drawings that I had made and all, you know, how am I going to make this work and how am I going to make that work and, and all of that. So do you have really any carpentry experience? I've always been very hands-on. Uh-huh. I love building things. So, um, I hand built, um, myself the first bar that we had in there. And uh, while my husband was out of town, actually, Mm -hmm. um, at work, and I was sending him these pictures, and he's like, oh, my gosh, like, (laughs) you're you're in the garage just, like, building bars when Mm -hmm. I'm gone. Um, I know how to use, you know, power tools tools and saws and um, sand everything, and I stained everything and polyed everything, you know, Mm -hmm. just built it, you know, from the ground up. And and kind of as we um, got our feet wet in this last year and and really got running with things, um, you know, as you experience different, um, events and, and now you're in it and now you're working it. Um, we had to change a few things right, around just to, just to make it a little bit, um, easier to use. And, and we have to store a lot of things in there. So we, you know, it's just space wise and, and all of that. So we took that bar out and I designed a different, uh, bar that works better, you know, for us and everything fits nicer mm-hmm. and yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, for those who are curious about finding out more about uh, Cheers Tailgate Co. Yes. Where can they find you guys online? Yes, absolutely. So cheersatlanta.com. 
or cheers is tailgate Atlanta spelled out or is it atl it's spelled out so okay. cheers atlanta.com or cheers tailgate company.com you can find us at either one takes you to the same place very nice yeah. kind of going along with the same theme of building lisa you are a business owner you are a mother you are a uh, community advocate here recently you were asked to speak at a hospitality management program um what would you call it seminar or something at UGA? Yeah, I spoke for one of their um, classes, their professional development classes. So that was um, really eye-opening and really um, exciting for me to do that. Um, I love to help where I can. Mm -hmm. um, I've been through so many different things in the last you know, 20 years or 25 years from being a mother to um, I have owned uh, different businesses in the past. I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur, I mm -hmm. guess. Um, Way back when, I owned a bakery for six years, Ooh. and uh, back when I lived in Wisconsin, uh -huh. um, I had little babies. Um, I did all custom cakes. I did all the, you know, the fancy stuff you see on all, the, all these shows, mm -hmm. you know, with the figurines and all the handmade things and all Fondant. of that. And Yes, uh -huh. yes, I did. I did all of that, and I was very successful um, at doing that. We got to the point where we got so big, it was, it was overwhelming. Um, and my husband was traveling for work a lot. And, you know, I, like I Doing said, I, by yourself. I yeah. had babies and, and all of that. So either we were going to have to grow um, or we were just going to have to kind of take a break. And I decided that, you know, what, I just need a break for a little while. And it became um, a forever break, mm -hmm. <laughs> really. But uh, at that point, you know, I didn't have anybody to help me figure out those ins and outs of that, that business. And, um, you know, being that it was handling food, uh, it was a little bit more intense than just starting, you know, let's say photography or, you know, whatever, because there were so many different rules that went along with it. So, and then, like I said, I didn't have anybody to help me. So once I've kind of finished that up after that six years, um, I was like, you know what, I just really want to help other businesses and other people like me and other, you know, just small businesses get their feet wet and, and figure out how to work things out. So um, I actually ended up um, as the executive director of a chamber for three years up there before we moved down here to Georgia. And, um, it was so wonderful to be able to meet all those people and, um, help them connect and just help them with some of the experiences that I've had. And, and, um, yeah. you're definitely a connector by nature. Yeah. I, yeah. Going back really quickly, and then I want to kind of dive into that bakery experience because that sounds very interesting. But the um, specific event that you were asked to speak at was based on hospitality management. So share with our listeners just kind of a synopsis mm -hmm. of what you uh, impeded upon the graduates or the class there at UGA yeah. and a little bit about your experience within the realm of hospitality management. Yeah, for sure. So um, I was asked to share basically my experiences uh -huh. like like we're doing now so I kind of went through the same thing um I let them you know dive into uh, my experience with the bakery so that's really where my hospitality portion began with that and I had such a, a large space in my bakery I ended up hosting events Ooh. there so that's that's really kind of where all that started together so I was able to share with them my experience with that and then you know managing a family at the same time and and then growing and um, just changing and, and having these stepping stones. It's really taken me from one place um, to another and to another. And, you know, now I'm here and I've always just been um, kind of, you know, I've had that creative Bug. brain, I guess, mm -hmm. and, and the entrepreneurial spirit where, you know, I want to do what I want to do and I want to make sure that I treat my clients the way that I want to treat them. And that's really important to me. Um, and be able to bring my family in with it and teach my 
my kids, uh, my daughter and my boys, and and you know just how it should be, and and teach them how to um, just kind of thrive. run a business and, and thrive, and mm-hmm. and know that uh, women can do that too. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, congratulations again. I do have to just say, uh, I'm curious about the name of your bakery. What was it called? <laughs> Way back then, it was called Three Monkeys Cakes. Because you had three little monkeys? Because I had three jumping little on monkeys. The bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumping <laughs> on the bed. Um, yeah, so it, it was something catchy. It was something different. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, you know, based on sugar, you right. know, whatever. Something sweet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we had, um, I called it a cake boutique at the time because it was very custom. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like to do everything custom. Yes. I don't like to do everything twi- no. anything twice mm-hmm. um, if I don't absolutely have to. And, and that's, you know, I've had that, you like know, Holly. ever since then. So, um, so yeah. Were you able to sell the business or did you just... just dissolve it we just dissolved it Mm -hmm. at that time it was it was just too hard there was too much going on we had um someone in my family pass away you know kind of during all of that so it was it was just a lot of stress it was just too much and uh, I said you know what that's always something you can go back to later and that really was never my intention I never intended to have a bakery it was just I ended up being really good at it Mm -hmm. um and then like I said I've always had that creative uh brain and and willingness and, and ability to put things together like that. And, um, it just wasn't exactly where I, I was mm-hmm. heading for the future. So now did you, uh, was baking a hobby for you or did you have like a bag to really. bake with your mama in the kitchen? Where'd you Not really, to be quite honest, it really wasn't even about the baking portion of it. Mm-hmm. I was more on the design mm. of the product and, um, the actual, you know, decorating and all of that and I really quite honestly could have cared less about the baking part yeah that that wasn't the fun part for me the fun part was putting it all together and and uh, putting you know all the custom personal touches on it Mm -hmm. and and all of that so I say hand over fist um something that you continually have um have done throughout your life is bring others visions to life yes so I want to ask you Lisa okay where did your vision uh, begin for all of these entrepreneurial entities? Well, for this particular one, um, like I said, I've been in corporate events for a long time. I also, as I said, I don't like doing the same thing twice and I don't want to be anybody else. Um, I will stay up at night just thinking and thinking and thinking, how can I, how can I be different? What can we do to to um, really put that wow factor on what can we do? Like I, we will keep building and building and building and building um, so that we're not like anyone else. And I know that, you know, at some points people may follow, you know, in our, in our footsteps, but I will keep building upon that to make sure that we are always different than anybody else. And, and I think I've carried that. That's just how I am. It's just in my nature. It's my personality. Very um, much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that, you know, dare to be different. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people fall into the um, mundane routine or, you know, the perpetual hamster wheel of life. And like you mentioned, corporate, there's nothing wrong with corporate America. We've all no. s- yeah. served our time, That's I right. will say. That's right. But breaking free from those barriers and allowing your creativity to shine is something that I yeah. tip my hat to you yeah. for. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I would like to kind of rewind because you mentioned, and I love, I love your accent for those oh, that gosh. might not be able to place it. <laughs> you mentioned Wisconsin. Take yes. us back to Wisconsin oh, and my. share with us a little bit about your life before you made it to the big GA. Is that what I sound like? No, but I just like to exaggerate <laughs> it because I have a friend that's a cheesehead, so I would say Wisconsin. Um, yes, yes. I am a Midwest girl, um, which I think is is probably a big portion of why 
my business turned into a, a tailgating company. <laughs> um, we know how to tailgate. That's for sure. And I think, you know, down here as well is the same. Um, but, you know, I grew up tailgating. It was just what you did um, at, at all the events. And um, if I could have just tailgated the, the entire time instead of going in and, and watching the game, then I think that's that's probably what I would have done if they would allow me to. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin. Um, I've been down here in Georgia for almost five years now. It seems like it's it's gone by in a, in a flash. I've met so many fantastic people down here and done so many things already. Um, but, I, you know, I grew up in a very normal family, I guess. Um, I have one sister uh, who's a little bit older than me. And, um, you know, I, I went to... Um, I guess, uh, college uh, outside of Milwaukee. And I went to college to be a police officer, actually. Oh, plot <laughs> so, twist. Yeah, right, okay. right. Um, so um, that didn't, you know, with my family starting and everything kind of a little bit early that... Uh, you I'd be in the direct line of fire when you right. had children at home. Right, so I, I kind of thought, you know, maybe that wasn't uh, the smartest thing at the time uh, for me. And um, so anyway, so, you know, I got, we got, I met my husband and uh, got engaged uh, a month later oh that's exciting yeah see it happens when you know you know yeah when you know you know um and uh married a year later we've been together ever since so it's been almost um 20 years 20 we've been years. together oh. yeah 20 years two states businesses and babies yeah three kids I have to ask, I'm just curious, because from what you do now and from having the original thought of going into law enforcement, what mm -hmm. was that original spark there? What kind of led you to the path of um, p police work? I've always been interested uh, in criminal justice. Um, I've always, it's been, you know, all, there's always part of me that's wanted to help um, in some way. Whatever I'm doing, I just, how, how can I help? Um, you know, and I had been through through some things in the past where that you know kind of um, I guess put me on that path that I, I that's how I wanted to help. Um, and like I said, it just it didn't end up working out that way. But um, the experience was was fantastic, mm -hmm. um, and I did really well, and I loved it. Um, but you know, things things change in life, and and you have to you know that was just a stepping okay. stone for me, and and. Um, um, thank goodness, because here I am. Yes. Well, what brought you and Patrick to Georgia? The weather. Really? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, can you imagine, right? Because yeah, Wisconsin. The snow. Yes. Yeah. There's. Um, it's winter. Like I swear, nine months out of the year up there. Um, no matter what people say, mm -hmm. up there. <laughs> so you're ready for warm weather. It's a weather. lot. It's a lot. Um, and you know, I lived there for um, 38 years, uh, and that was it. Like I had had enough. enough. My my youngest um, had some health issues um, every winter, oh, and no. with winter yeah. being you know nine months out of the year, that's a lot. Yeah. So um, I thought, you know what, we can't. We have to get out of here. I can't do this anymore. I, I'm not a winter person. Um, <laughs> I was just born here. Some dark, you know, some dark times. Uh -huh. um, but, uh, yeah, I was born to be in the south somewhere. Now, in the warm weather. Yes. Hashtag lake life. We both very much enjoy Lake Lanier. That's right. And I see you. Do you guys have a boat? Or are you part of, like, a yacht club or we something? We used to be part of a boat club. A when boat we club. first moved down here and we were building our house, we mm -hmm. lived on the lake for a little while. And uh, it was kind of silly to not right be part of a boat club at yes. the time um because we had a you know a dock and everything um and we loved it it was just it was beautiful and that first winter we had here i mean i think it was like 72 and i feel like we've, been, we've been lied to a little bit mm -hmm. because this last year was horrible mm -hmm. <laughs> but 
but yeah, so we, we, we love going out in the lake and we do travel a lot. We travel down to Florida quite a bit in the Southwest and uh, go out, you know, on a boat mm-hmm. down there in the ocean. And, and we just, we love it. We're supposed to be close to the water, I think. I, yeah, it's, it's something rejuvenating and invigorating about yeah. being um, out there. The sunshine, just glistening and dancing on the top of the water, That's you know, right. in the wakes is just ah, yeah. refreshing. If I could live outside, I, I would. I mean, if you ask my husband, he's like, can we just, can we go inside? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I will do everything out there. I will cook out there. I will grill everything, mm-hmm. everything if I could. So I would grill everything. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm outside every second I can get, except for in the winter because it's too cold. <laughs> It's just a little mild winter here. Yeah. Um, for those of you just joining us, my guest today is Lisa Schultz, and she is the owner and the chief party officer of Cheers Tailgate Company. Excuse me, Lisa, I have a gum in my mouth. We are going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsors, but when we come back, I'd like to learn about some takeaways from your multitude of experience. Okay. NEMA is a full-service logistics company that provides trucking, warehousing, and expedited deliveries for the paper machine clothing industry. They offer a full line of services, including delivery within the 48 contiguous states, Canada and Mexico, plus importing and exporting, air freight forwarding services, foreign trade zone warehousing, and many more services to handle your global logistics needs. NEMA is a proud sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women podcast series. We know running a business is hard. There are so many things that need to get done and you don't have the time, the resources, the experience, or you just don't want to do it yourself. At Sourced, we have your back. Office. We support leaders of companies with all their back office challenges that weigh them down. Whether it's accounting, talent acquisition, administrative support, marketing or human resources, our team of experts at Sourced will make your life easy and your back office effortless. To see how we can help you, check us out at GetSourced.com. All right, and welcome back, friends. I am your host, Amanda Pierch Marmalejo, and this is your favorite series, Celebrating Powerhouse Women, live every Friday at 1130, and also available wherever you subscribe to your audio shows. My guest today is Lisa Schultz with Cheers Tailgate Co. And Lisa, where do you listen to your, um, your podcasts? On your website, of course. I only listen to yours. That's the best place to stream. (laughs) I know. Do you listen from your phone at all? Do you have an Android or an Apple? I have an Apple. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Apple like awesome because they already have it preloaded on there? It's the purple icon. I agree. I tried um, going to Android years ago. I I actually had one of the very first iPhones when they came out with them. That makes me sound super old. <laughs> with <the button. laughs> Everything, mm-hmm. right? And it was like a million dollars back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, after a couple of years, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to see what this other thing has to offer. Because like, you know, um, I think I lasted back. like, I don't know, a few months. I'm like, I want to run this thing mm-hmm. over with oh, my yeah. car. I could not stand it. So I ended up getting rid of it. And I've had Going the iPhone ever since. Yeah. Well, if you go Apple, you never go back. That's how I feel. Yeah. I could never transition. Um, before the break, we were talking about your experience in entrepreneurship, and you have started many successful businesses. I, myself, as a, a, a business owner in its infancy, have a couple questions for you, mm-hmm. if I may be um, so frank. So one of the things that I have experienced is a little bit of a challenge in 
um, what's the word, kind of reinventing myself or rolling out or starting at square one. And I'll give Mm -hmm. you an example. I had the great fortune of working with our producer here, Mike Salmon. The best. For a handful of years. (laughs) And he's grown a very successful business. And when I launched my own, I kind of had the facade, we will say, that mine would kind of just graduate into the success that I observed here with many, many years of hard work as a basis. So it was really kind of a slap in the face for reality and very humbling to start from from square one. Mm-hmm. So you had your bakery business, and I know you've had entrepreneurial um, things in between, and here most recently with Cheers. Talk a little bit about the experience. I'm going to use the term starting over, but that might not be appropriate because you know, you're not necessarily starting over. But starting from square one, Mm-hmm. and building that business to a successful point because I myself am kind of struggling with some obstacles and I'd love to learn with someone from um, with someone like yourself from your experience. Well, it is um, quite the slap in the face, I think. Um, it's not as easy going from working for someone to working for yourself. You know, it sounds great and it's like this dream, yes. right? It's this dream. Um, and I think especially for women, it's it's just more difficult Um just in general. Um, so, you know, ha- you have to have that mindset where you you are the CEO, right? So, like I said, you know, you weren't the CEO before, you were working for somebody, and now, now you're it. You're, you're the bigwig. You're, you're that main chair. So all the decisions are yours, and, and how you put yourself out there is yours, and all how you spend the money, you know, and, and all those things, it's just like, oh, my gosh. Um, it is difficult to... To all of a sudden, you know, put that crown on, mm-hmm. I guess, and and be that person and be that one, and, and now you're the everything. Um, it, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's it's hard and it's still hard, and I think it will always kind of be that way until you really have spent years and and you've grown. Um, no matter what you know, I did before, what business I owned, you know, with something that is just such a, a niche type of thing and. Um, something that people haven't heard of before and all of that there's that's kind of a whole separate struggle I think because you're not only trying to get yourself out there but you're teaching people like what it is that you exactly do do. Um, I get that all the time I was talking to somebody yesterday on the phone and and they're like so what's your business (laughs) again I'm like well like didn't you even like look (laughs) at my website Um, you know whatever and so you can explain it all you want but um, you kind of show people, um, at least in, for this particular thing in my experience. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, I will always tell people, especially like being a woman, look for your cheerleaders because that is going to be your biggest, um, I guess, assist in, in this particular seat that we're sitting in. Find your cheerleaders, hold on to them, <clears throat> excuse me, hold on to them um, and, and do the same for them, you know. Life is hard enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, everyone needs help, you know, with something. Um, so, um, you know, I really rely on people like you. I mean, you have been one of my biggest cheerleaders for, for all the years um, that I've known you. And, um, you know, we, I've, I think as business owners, we just can't do it without each other. Mm-hmm. 
and lift each other up, like mm-hmm. you said, even with women. Um, so you're talking about cheerleaders, and I know just because I am friends with you and your husband on Facebook, and Patrick is so sweet. He does pose. Like, I mean, he just, I think he's your biggest cheerleader. Correct me of if I'm wrong. Of course he is. Of course he is. And he better, <laughs> he better be. be. <laughs> Patrick, you <laughs> better be. And I'm sure you're his as well. Of course. Talk about other people within your lifetime, and it doesn't necessarily have to be with cheers or the bakery, just throughout your life up until this point, who have been supporters of yours. Um, somebody that, you know, you look back and you think, gosh, almighty, they were really paramount in me getting to where I'm at today. Well, of course, um, you know, my parents, um, my family in general, they're always my biggest cheerleaders. Um, my kids support me, you know, so much. I've, I've got the three, my, my oldest is 25 and then I've got 14 and 16. I feel like that's a quiz every time I have to. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, but they're such, um, supportive, uh, people as well. And, um, I bring them into the business in, in different facets, um, too. Um, it, even it's building things or it's, you know, um, getting ice or, you know, setting up or whatever. Um, so they've been such a great help there, but, um, my mom, I think has been my, my biggest, uh, supporter and my biggest cheerleader. And, and I've learned so much from her, you know, she is a no nonsense, um, type of woman, Mm -hmm. you know, she is going to do what she wants to do and don't tell her she She can't can't. don't tell her she can't. I see a lot of your mama and you and I've never even met her. (laughs) See, see, (laughs) this is what I'm saying. So, you know, even, even, uh, my husband is like, no, well, that's your mom talking, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's your mom. I can, I can see it. I can see your mom saying that. I was like, well, you know, don't you tell me. 50%. She, she's half responsible yes, for yes. creating Yes, That is her, that is her motto. Don't you tell me. Don't you tell me. I can't. Mm-hmm. And she's going to laugh when she hears this because it is so the truth. <laughs> I love that. Don't you tell me. Don't you that tell I me. Can't. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout your tenure of business experience, Share with us some obstacles that you've had to overcome, um, you know, or kind of finesse or use grace in order to make your way through in order to maintain level-headed and continue to succeed. I want to say the probably the biggest, I'm going to say struggle, I guess. Um, and maybe this sounds like so cliche, but being a woman, um, business owner, especially in this, I'm not going to say this type of industry, but kind of, sort of. Because it's like a bro world. Yeah. The tailgating. Yeah. Yes. It's it just seems like such a manly thing, right? But that's not necessarily true. Um, who doesn't love to tailgate? I mean, right. I guess I've never met anybody that doesn't love to tailgate. But the biggest struggle I I have is, you know, my husband and I work um, together. We're a fantastic team. He does what he's good at, and I do what I'm good at, um, and we work great together. Um, typically when we have, um, not necessarily clients, but like if we go to a golf outing or we go, you know, we're somewhere, um, people end up talking to him and asking him <laughs> questions, right? And how does this work? And what would you do for this? Or, you know, whatever. Um, and I can appreciate that, but they just skip right over me mm-hmm. and they go to him. And that's very infuriating for me. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> it's very infuriating for me um, to do that. And, and he knows that it drives me crazy. So he tries to to go, you know, my wife is the, you know, kind of the mastermind here and she's the creative and she's the planner. And so you need to talk to her. And, um, I guess realizing that, you know, that's, it's not right, but that's really kind of the way that life is. I mean, I can't, I guess, fault anybody for that, but, um, the way that I see us, I I guess, um, fixing that quote unquote problem, Mm -hmm. I suppose, is I teach my boys, um, the best way that I can do that is to teach my kids that 
women are business owners and this isn't just for for guys or you know and don't assume inc- don't assume include everybody because it's just because he's there with me doesn't mean that he he runs the show mm-hmm. you know so i think um you know you just don't really know how to deal with that but it just is it just is something that you smile and power through you just have to give keep a nice going. firm handshake have and, to keep going and share with them a little mm-hmm. bit about what you do mm-hmm. well congratulations for sharing that importance with your your young men uh, of sons so that they grow up to kind of have that understanding which is very true I'm um, talking about the growth of business as a whole. Uh, you and I do a lot of networking together. We yes. participate. I'd say we kind of cover, we widespread market, you know, probably within a hundred mile radius. We do. Definitely 50. All the surrounding <laughs> counties. Um, share with us a little bit about uh, the value that you find in networking, how you grow your business through networking outlets, and mm-hmm. some of the um, groups that you participate in that you think are valuable that others might like to check out. Yes, absolutely. I think networking is is so important, um, not only for your business, but just for personal relationships as well. Um, marketing is difficult. There are so many different facets and, and ways to market. Quite honestly, I'm I'm terrible at social media. I'm You're great not. at I'm great at the content, <laughs> mm-hmm. but understanding the algorithms and the, you know all of that, I'm terrible at that. So, you know, my favorite way to to get out there and market is face to face, and I feel that um, you know that way you're not doing business with a business necessarily you're doing business with a person person. Mm -hmm. um and i think that's really uh important you know i mean uh, you create all these relationships and you build all these relationships and and you nurture them um and eventually you know sometimes you become friends Mm -hmm. and people you trust and um it's just so important to to have that and creating that type of network where you can really back each other up and lift each other up and and just be there and have those points of uh, referral mm-hmm. for, for each other. Referrals are very important. Mm-hmm. What do you foresee for yourself? It doesn't have to be just with cheers, but what does Lisa foresee for Lisa and maybe Patrick and, and the chillins too in the next three, five, 10 years? Um, I would love to grow outside of this area mm-hmm. um, with cheers tailgate company. This is, um, it's in, it's in my brain. I put it in the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I want to do. I want to have, um, this experience um, and take it to different cities. So I want to be in Florida. I want to be in Wisconsin. I want to be, I want to be everywhere. Um, and I think we can get there. It just is, um, you know, just we just need a little bit of growth. I have to just say because my husband and I are on a Shark Tank kick, and yes, I know it's only season seven, like episode six, but I've been going back and watching Shark Tank because I love it. You know, it never wow. gets old. You even know what episode you're on. I do because Hulu is like <laughs> it tells you. Um, what do you foresee as far as scalability? Because obviously Lisa has two hands, Patrick has two hands, mm-hmm. and you guys serve, you know, this area and you have to schedule, you know, the events, et cetera. So would the ultimate goal, and, and this is a far reach, I mean, obviously yeah. it could ebb and flow, but just out of curiosity, um, I could see a couple of things, you know, maybe licensing or franchising, mm-hmm. because again, you're only two people or you're, you're only, only have two. your local team. But that's how things start, Right. right. So, so would you foresee you guys going into these markets and planting that seed or would you foresee growing the company to having maybe we'll just call them mobile units, you know, like a pod, a squad that goes down to Florida, <laughs> a pod squad. A pod squad that goes down to Florida or that's serving these different markets. If you were to just, you know, kind of blindly say that vision, what would you, what would you foresee? We have discussed franchising. Um, there's, it's so funny. Any, every single event we do we get maybe two handfuls of guests 
that are like, oh my gosh, I would love to do this. This is awesome. This is genius. I love this, right? How much did it cost you? Where did you get these things? Mm-hmm. You know, I've, okay, first of all, that drives me crazy yeah. because <laughs> I made them all. I'm like, I'm like, literally, I made this, mm-hmm. like, we went to um, a, a lumber company and we handpicked all the barn wood that's inside of our, our wow. trailer. It's from, some 100-year-old barn in the Midwest. We handpicked every single plank mm-hmm. out of there and cut the good portions out. And I built the countertops, you know, and, and we desi- designed everything. So, you know, when you spend that much time um, doing all those things, it really drives me crazy when it people ask me. Like, yeah. you can't do the same uh-huh. thing. But um, we have the know-how, and we know it works, and we know the rules, and we know the laws, and, mm-hmm. and all those things. And, and that took a lot of time to... Um, to kind of, you know, research and, and make sure we were doing things right and on the up and up and all that. So um, it always starts with something small, right? And you just grow and grow and grow until you're like, okay, I really want to make this big. And and that's, you know, we're working on um, hopefully doing a franchising, you know, at some point. Well, I will be on the lookout for uh, more more pods. Who doesn't want to party? Yeah, who doesn't <laughs> want to party? I like it. And I wanted to just commend you for also doing the whole mocktail thing because you've mentioned graduation and people are probably mm-hmm. thinking just college. But also think about high school. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The parents want to drink, but obviously the kids can't. Yeah. So you have uh, something to offer both, mm-hmm. you know, both and levels. We do um, quite a few school events where we're on school grounds, so we can't serve alcohol. And I... I will say, you know, I mean, uh, we get the adults that come up and go, are you sure you don't have anything else in there? Yes. We don't have anything else in there. Not today. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we can get so creative with whatever we're making. Um, There's a a Kentucky Derby um, event that's coming up that we're doing that we're just doing. um, No, it's actually in um, Jackson County. Okay. But... um, we're doing strictly mocktails out of Ooh, our trailer nice. for that. So um, I'm in the process of coming up with something that is, uh, you know, pe- I want people to come up and go, oh, my gosh, this is this is beautiful and mm-hmm. it's tasty. And just because it doesn't have alcohol in it doesn't mean that it can't still be fun. And refreshing. Yeah. Or that we can't still do the smoke bubble on top because mm-hmm. that's there's no alcohol in that. So you just have to add these extra little um, pizzazz. a, a pizzazz to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I guess. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's that's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And, and for graduations and anything like that, I mean, we've also got to have yard games. Um, so we've got giant pong and Bag-o. cornhole yeah. and, um, you know, ladder ball and we have a putter ball and just giant Jenga. So we have say, all these life size Jenga. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. We have all these different things, um, that we can entertain, know, entertain and, mm-hmm. and make it the full experience. And, uh, you know, the best thing, for our clients is that we, we basically bring the party. We bring everything. We set it up. Um, we service it during the event where we tidy up. We even bring the trash cans and the bags. You nice. just have to throw the trash away. Right. Like, we you know, we'll, we'll keep everything clean for you, and we clean everything up, and we're gone. And it's like it never happened, and you didn't have to do anything. Clean anything up. That's that right. sounds like a dream, Lisa. Yes. Well, we, have a, uh, we, have, we do have a, a trademarked slogan. Oh, what is it? It's no thinking, just drinking. No thinking, just <laughs> drinking. Yeah. That sounds like something. What is it? If you like pina coladas. Why can't I remember his name? Uh, Rupert something. something that sounds yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, talk a little bit about, obviously, you're a very creative person by nature, and you have expressed that in a multitude of ways throughout our conversation. 
Uh, what do you do to fuel your creativity? I know I myself, I seek out knowledge from podcasts. And I need things that kind of tantalize my my brain in order for me to kind of crank out those visions. Mm-hmm. So what do you do yourself in order to remain sharp and to fuel your creativity to keep on wowing your clients and, and just keep on moving the needle? Quite honestly, I am constantly challenging myself. How can I make this better? What else can we do? What else can we offer? My brain never stops thinking of the different ways that we can um, create such a, um, a great environment and an atmosphere for our clients and such a great experience. I want it to be something that no one else can offer their clients. So it's just constantly challenging myself. And there's inspiration everywhere. I mean, it's, you know, in the educational things that I attend or it's in you know, things like this and the people I meet and the networking events I go to and, you know, I'll go home and be like, wouldn't this be great if they did this mm-hmm. or if we could do this or, or whatever. It's just, it's constant. Mm-hmm. It's a constant thing. And I think anybody with a, with a, you know, that creativity, um, I think they'd probably do the same. Mm-hmm. Keep those juices flowing. Yeah. Being that you are so client and service oriented, what is important to you when you have a guest experience anywhere, whether it be at Longhorn, if you go to you know, uh, regions 117, sorry, that's in Virginia. That's one of my favorites. Oh. <laughs> it's not local 1818 club, you know, or an event, um, you know, through one of our chambers of commerce, what stands out to you about service? Um, because that's something that's so ingrained to you when you receive great quality service or just have a great guest experience. It is, um, of the utmost importance to us to create, um, a concierge level of service for our clients. That's, that's our biggest thing. You will always get excellent customer service with us. Um, poor customer service is spread around everywhere these days. Um, it's it's terrible. We just had a horrible experience with with um, one of our our um, uh, like the lawn service mm-hmm. people yesterday. I mean, just the the worst customer service. I'm like, I just don't even understand how you run a company. Um, that way. I mean, half the time, I think if, if I just even answer the phone, like that's pretty good customer yeah. service. But it is just, it is really important for us to, to put that out there. And um, every client that I have, um, I want them to feel like they're the only one that I have at that time. Obviously, that's not true. Right. You know, I have, you know, a million other things going on, but I will always uh, give every single client that I have hundred percent of my attention, of my focus. Mm-hmm. And, and I will never rush them, um, <clears throat> unless we're coming up on a deadline and we really, you know, need to do something, but they will always feel like they're the only one that I have at the time. I love that. Making you feel unique and that's, special that's is right. very important. Lisa, I have learned so much from you. And I, although I've known you for, I think almost five of those years that you've been here. I know. Cause we met almost. Can you believe that? that? Yeah five years has passed. Um, you have taught me so much that I didn't even know about you up until this point. So I'd like for you to ask to share some of that wisdom with our listeners. If you could leave our young entrepreneurs that are listening or even a a variety of ages of of our listeners with a parting thought or some Mm -hmm. words of wisdom Mm -hmm. that are constructive, what would you say? I think one of my favorite quotes is comfort is the enemy of progress. So I feel like that's where I live. Um, that's just where I'm at. Uncomfortably? <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly right. It's never comfortable. Comfort, comfort is the enemy of pro- comfort progress. Comfort is the en- enemy of progress. And um, that was said by P.T. Barnum. 
Um, so whether I got that from The Greatest Showman <laughs> or somewhere else, I don't remember. Great I movie, think, by the way. I th- yes, fantastic movie. But, you know, same thing. He never wanted to be just... Ordinary. Ordinary. Never wanted to do the same thing as everybody else. Always was pushing for something great. Always was pushing for something more. Um, we had the great opportunity of, of partnering uh, for a tailgate with his, the uh, Savannah Bananas oh, nice. at the end of last year, which was fantastic. We had a great time doing that. And Did they do the dance? Uh, no. One of the dances? Okay. <laughs> no. Um, but we had a fantastic time with them. But their um, um, owner of that team is always, uh, you know, quoting different things. And one of his, uh, you know, somebody that he looks up to is P.T. Barnum as well, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he brings a lot of that into that particular organization. Um, but, but it's the truth. I mean, you will never grow um, if you just sit in one spot where you're comfortable um, and you will never be able to, to offer different things and whatever. So um, that, I think, is one of my favorite quotes. Um, but as far as uh, giving some advice, you know, that would be number one. And number two is just keep lifting each other up. Like, like I said earlier, life is hard enough. Uh, we don't we don't need to knock each other down um, or dim each other's light or, you know, however you want to say it. Just keep supporting. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody needs support. Everybody. doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, I just be nice. be nice. Be kind. It costs you nothing to be nice. It costs nothing mm-hmm. to be nice. Yeah. And uh, I want to ask you just because this is something I struggle with. And I know you and I speak um, about a variety of things, personal and professional. You say comfort is the enemy of progress. Not many people are able to operate in those uncomfortable zones. So, I mean, obviously not 100% of your life is uncomfortable. You said you like to push yourself and continue to grow. So how do you kind of navigate the uncomfortability and you, sift through it in order to mm-hmm. reach success? Um, obviously, it's it's not everyone's favorite thing uh, to be uncomfortable, um, or, or anyone's really. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable, but um, keep going. You have to keep going. Keep pushing. Even if you, I think I've written this some on my LinkedIn or, uh-huh. you know, Facebook or whatever I did. Um, even when you doubt yourself, um, you think other people doubt you or you feel like they're judging you or whatever. You know, you will always be judged by somebody, um, but they're not living your life in your shoes. Um, and you're not, you know, at the end of, you know, life, um, they're not going to see you, you know. So it just is... Uh, you just have to keep going and just kind of drown out some of that noise. noise and it's yeah. really hard to drown out some of those negative, um, some of the negative nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just keep going. Got to do keep it. Keep going. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for sharing your experience and your success and your wisdom. Thank you for having me. For those of you out there who enjoy the series, we would love for you to subscribe so you can enjoy past and future episodes. Again, we are live every Friday at 1130. You can find us on the Business Radio X website by selecting the Gwinnett Studio. Also, if you're on your favorite podcasting platform, just type in Celebrating Powerhouse Women and look for the Rosie the Riveter app. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and this is Celebrating Powerhouse Women for our guest today, Lisa Schultz, and for our producer, Mr. Mike Zamond. We look forward to seeing you next week.